Thank you for joining me this Friday, the 28th of October. I'm Grady Wolf, a market analyst with Bell Direct. This is the weekly market update. Well, what a week we had and where do we even start? The first budget released under the Albanese government, followed by the release of Australia's third quarter inflation rate data, unveiling just how successful the RBA's interest rate hikes have been so far at cooling the country's inflation. And to top it all off, we had quarterly earnings reports released by a number of companies that swayed the markets in both directions. Starting with the budget, let's take a look at the spending allocations from Bell Potter's perspective. For self-funded retirees, the income threshold eligibility for Commonwealth Seniors Health Card holders is increasing, which leads to cheaper medicine, bulk billed doctors and refunds for some medical costs for more Australians. A massive $4.7 billion has been allocated toward increasing childcare subsidy rates across the board, but especially for those parents earning a combined $80,000 per year, with the subsidy going from 85% to 90% in a bid to encourage more parents back to work to ease the country's skilled labour shortage. Gate Education and Mayfield Childcare shares rallied this week following the release of the budget. Energy users are a key loser of the budget, though, which is almost every single Australian. As the new government announced power costs will rise 20% this year and a further 30% next year due to the war in Ukraine, ageing infrastructure and uncertainty in renewable generation. Treasurer Jim Chalmers also flagged the potential for a price cap on local energy in hope of delivering some price relief to households and businesses. But this may in turn reduce revenues for local producers like Strike Energy, AGL Energy, Santos and more. While the budget didn't exactly move markets drastically this week, the country's inflation rate made waves after being released on Wednesday. The markets were expecting Australia's inflation rate to hit 6.5% in Q3 from 6.1% in Q2. However, the rate soared to 7.3% for the September quarter, driven predominantly by surging energy, new dwelling construction and food prices, with the price of food surging to its highest level since Q4 1983. By now in the economic cycle, companies have already factored in inflationary price pressures and rising interest rate impacts to performance and outlook. So when the quarterly reports were released this week, investors weren't as reactive as they'd previously been. So what should you look for when analysing your portfolio and company results released in the current environment? Make sure you look for inflationary pressure commentary, how the company is addressing rising costs and any outlook guidance changes for the months ahead. Now, locally, the ASX rallied 2.52% this week from Monday Monday to Thursday, led by the real estate sector soaring 5.65% and every other sector aside from consumer staple stocks ending the week in the green. The REIT sector felt a sigh of relief this week after being heavily sold off since the RBA began raising interest rates back in May. The winning stocks for the ASX 200 this week were Novonics, which rocketed just under 30% as investors continue piling into the company following a number of impressive announcements in recent times. Sayona Mining added 15.56% this week after the company announced it has advanced further toward the restart of production at its 75% owned North American lithium operations in Quebec. On the losing end, though, Medibank Private continued to tank this week, 
down another 18% after confirming all 3.9 million of its customers' data was leaked in the recent cyber attack on the company. New Hope Corporation fell just under 15% this week and Ampol lost 10.5% from Monday to Thursday. Taking a look at the All Lords, Australian online retail platform Setire soared over 43% this week following the company's strong quarterly update. Elmo Software also jumped almost 43% this week after the tech company announced it has received and entered into a scheme of implementation deed with K1 Investment for a takeover worth $4.85 in cash per share. Whisper led the losing end of the All Lords this week, falling just under 30% after releasing a quarterly update, noting revenues declined due to a reduction in COVID-19-related revenues. The most traded stocks by Bell Direct clients this week were Whitehaven Coal, Macmillan Shakespeare, Pilbara Minerals, Coles Group and Australian Financial Group. Investors also bought into Yang Coal, Bank of Queensland and Core Lithium while taking profits from South32 and the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. And the most traded ETFs were iShares S&P 500 ETF, iShares Treasury ETF and Vanguard Australian Shares Index ETF. On the economic data front for next week, all eyes will be on the RBA's interest rate decision for November, which will be announced on Tuesday, with the market expecting another 0.25% rate hike to the country's cash rate. Australia's trade balance data is out on Thursday, shortly after the Fed announces the interest rate decision for the US for November, with the market expecting another 0.75% rate hike. And that's all we have time for today. I'm Grady Wolf with Bell Direct. Have a lovely Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And as always, happy investing.